0: Support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash Chris Carl Photography Podcast. Well, firstly, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, let's start with how you ended up working with Peter Coulson.
1: So I first met Peter when I was 17 years old. I'm 27 now. So it was 10 years ago. And I wanted to be a model. That was my end goal in life. That is exactly what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to be a high-end supermodel working in Europe. I want to be on the cover of Vogue. And that was my goal. And my sister is a hair and makeup artist herself. She knew a fellow hair and makeup artist who knew Peter and we organized a shoot together and I met him and he just I guess saw something in me and I was like you know I really want to be a model and he was like yeah I can really see that you do want this and I can see this really high fashion European vogue look in you I'm willing to spend my time training you obviously I'm not going to charge you because I can see something for my own folio which is a big thing with Peter if he if he can see something for his own folio, which is then going to benefit the model, it's what we call a test shoot. So mm-hmm. we worked together for a few years doing that building up my folio and also building his folio. and God we did that for like, I think until I was like 21, like we worked together for a few years. Not that it was really consistent, but we still worked together for quite a few years. Um, And then, I don't know, I just got to this point that I guess I'd worked with enough horrible photographers. I know that sounds really bad, but I just... I wasn't mentally strong myself, so I'd seen and like I'd seen photos of myself that I didn't like, and I decided that I then didn't want to be a model anymore, which is not what a model is, which then leads into the whole hashtag not a model. Um, but yeah, that, that that's how I met it was through being a model.
0: <laughs> well, let's circle back on your exit from modelling. What was it about the images and the shoots that you didn't like that you weren't enjoying?
1: Oh God, how do I put it? It was like, I, I think it was more so my self-esteem more than anything was that I, I thought I wanted to be a model. I thought that's what I wanted in life. And a model is, as Peter does say countless amounts of times, a model is a mannequin. She's a girl in a G-string. You, as a model, you rock up to a shoot and your client, puts on whatever they want to put on you and you've just got to own it. Whereas I wasn't strong enough as a person to let that happen. I would get to shoots and people would say, wear this, have this hair and makeup, pose this way. And then I'd see the photos and I would hate myself. Not so much what anyone else had done. It was, I was looking at just myself and it was a total self-esteem thing.
0: Do you see a lot of models turn up at Peter's or or in general with the expectation that they get to dictate the way that they look, even though they're being hired for a job?
1: It's a really good question. Um, I see it's kind of different because like the way that Peter works. So Peter will often get the model to say, you, you choose, like he's got a folder of photos and he says, you pick out the reference photos for today's shoot. So a lot of the time he gets the model to pick it out. So it's a bit different, but I do see a lot of, not a lot, but I do see a number of girls pick out photos and say, yeah, I really want this shot. I really want a photo like this. And they really want it, but they can't push themselves to do it, if that makes sense. Like we worked with someone recently and she, all of her reference photos, she's like, I really want this photo. And it was that typical, like, like a typical Peter photo and it was like that implied topless, like off the shoulder, like kind of like, I know, like looking over their shoulder type of thing. Yeah. And like you would know the shot and like then, but then they can't kind of bring themselves to do it. And I don't know, it's just really interesting how you see models be like, this is what I want, but I can't get there. And I guess that's kind of what I went through, but for me it was more so I wanted to be a model but I couldn't actually hack it. Like I couldn't actually hack like someone telling me you've got to wear this, you've got to pose this way, you've got to do exactly this. I was like, yeah, but I look ugly doing that. I don't want to do that. (laughs) So
0: I mean, you mentioned you mentioned about getting photos back and just not being particularly happy with the way that you look. Obviously, the way that a lot of people start in modeling and they start in photography is that the newer people work together and it's mutually beneficial. And then the photographer can hire a more experienced model or the model can hire a more experienced photographer and you build your way up like that. Do you think that the issue might have been that you were working with people that just didn't really know how to get the most out of you?
1: Not at all. Like I was... I was working with people on the same level. Like this is, I mean, when all of this was happening, I was, God, I was only in like my early 20s. So I didn't even know I was 20. No, I wasn't even 21 at that point. Jesus. Um, (laughs) No, like I was not, it's not that I was working with complete amateurs, but I wasn't even great myself. Like it was never about that. It was just, I think it was just my own demons. Like I think it was just me getting in my own brain, which is always still a problem to this day. Like I just get in my own brain so much. I'm such a highly critical person of myself. So I was just criticizing myself so much that it just hurt me.
0: It's really strange though, right? Because so many especially young women want to want to get into the fashion industry want to become models and it's i wouldn't say it's like a universal dream but it is definitely something that seems to be a very common aspiration for young women in australia the western world and so on it's very strange that you would have something that requires so much thick skin and a high level of self-esteem literally everybody it seems that gets into it struggles with exactly the self-esteem part it's it's a very weird kind of oxymoron
1: it, it, it totally is. And it's crazy. And it's just people, people who aren't in the industry, when I speak to them about it, they just kind of like pull this confused face. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you feel that way? And I feel like if you're not in the industry, you don't really understand it, but it is a total oxymoron. Like it's just such a weird thing. It's like, yeah, I want people to photograph me, but Oh, I'm not happy with myself. Like how does that make any sense? But
0: Yeah. How do you go from leaving modeling to now appearing on live streams in front of huge numbers of people being photographed by one of the biggest photographers in the world under the idea of hashtag not a model?
1: (laughs) That (laughs) that in itself is so funny. Um so I stopped I stopped modeling and I literally like no one took my photo for God, like five years. And then I started working for Peter and I know even before, like I remember right before I decided I wasn't being a model anymore. I did say to my boyfriend, the only person I, I like having my photo taken by is Peter. And then I start working for the guy. And then I started to see these models coming in and I see the whole shoot process and I see these beautiful photos and I was like, Oh, I miss Peter photos. Like (laughs) I want that. Like, I, I want to feel like that again. I want those photos again. So I did that. And then I started to enjoy being, being in front of the camera, but only I guess for him. And then we started this whole live stream stuff. And I guess because I'm a little bit more comfortable with myself now, like, Back in the day, I I wanted to be a high fashion model. Whereas now I'm like, <laughs> I, it's not gonna happen. I'm too old for the modeling industry for starters, which is I'm not I'm like putting myself down, it's an absolute truth. Like once you hit your late 20s, you're pretty much done. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, so I've kind of let go of that dream and I guess I just don't care anymore. <laughs> like, so not caring has been a real big influence on that because, yeah, I just don't care. But what is really hard is because, as I was saying, the, the whole thing that I stopped modelling is because I was so hard on myself. It is really hard doing these live streams and seeing these trolls on the internet like just having their opinion and and making comments about things that I'm really self-conscious of, like my teeth. Like I'm extremely conscious of my teeth, like painfully self-conscious about my teeth. I've got to deal with people like commenting on that constantly and I just delete their comments because I don't want to see them. But like that's just a thing that happens and I've got a real, like I just... I've got to put my Capricorn hat on and be like, we're doing this to promote Peter's business. It's not about me. I'm not trying to be a model anymore. I'm just trying to be Peter's assistant and help him out.
0: Well, I can certainly empathize with you from the point of view of being a British man uh, about being insecure about your teeth. But okay, you found the sudden lack of expectation to be liberating for you.
1: 200% like that's I guess that's the thing is that yeah like I I thought you know I'm not like my goal used to be I want everyone to book me for my looks whereas my goal now is to just be the best assistant to Peter that I can be who cares what I look like and that's been the best thing so I kind of don't care as much I am still a little bit self-indulgent I do still want to look as good as I can look on the internet so I'll still try to but at the same time it's like well you know what like I'm hashtag not a model so what does it matter if they if they don't like the way I look well (laughs) I'm not gonna be a model anyway so why does it matter and just not caring about that has helped me so much
0: well, I think one of the most dangerous things that we're, we're currently going through, and I, I think it's going to be a few years before it gets figured out, but I'm positive I'm going to be proven right on this, is that having a device in your hand that gives you access to endless negative and positive comments, and I actually think the positive can sometimes be more detrimental than the negative ones, and having that constant stream of information just hitting your brain is just not particularly healthy, especially for younger people. One thing I've noticed massively with the modelling community, and this I'm speaking definitely about the British models more than internationally, because I just I've seen it with a few British models more selectively, is the constant need to share compliments. So they'll someone will say something nice and they'll feel a the need to screenshot it and post it for people to see. I just think that's a really it's a really narcissistic thing to do. And it's 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 almost to me sociopathic in the sense of like you're not able to just receive a compliment. You have to make sure that other people understand how much you are loved.
1: No, and that that happened, that definitely happens here in Australia like people just need need to let other people know like hey just like I know you're just living your life doing your thing but this person said a really nice thing about me and you need to know about it.
0: <laughs> it's weird.
1: Why do we do that? Like I've I've literally never done that like once in my life but I just I find it odd like <laughs> I don't know. I Personally, I find social media odd to the point that I'm not even on it at the moment. I full-on left. I, I did it last year as well. I've done it again right now because of personal things that happened where people I like thought, my friends kind of like attacked me, which like wasn't nice. But, you know, during the isolation, you get to learn who your friends are. I won't get into that. But I, I haven't had Facebook since. Yes, yeah, absolutely. God, the end of August last year at the end of August last year I also deactivated my deactivate I logged out of my Instagram account. I then logged in at the beginning of this year but after some recent events that happened I've logged out again because I just I just don't like social media. I don't like the way that everyone does what you were saying they just they need to share like oh look at what someone said about me. oh this is my opinion. oh listen to me like. Everyone just has a platform to share something. And while it's great because I wouldn't know who you are, you wouldn't know who Peter is, no one would know anyone on the other side of the world if it weren't for social media. But it's also so toxic in that everyone's got this platform where they can just attack people and send nasty messages to each other and just everyone's... I know it's disgusting. I probably shouldn't say this, but it is like a common phrase, but opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one.
0: Yeah. And that doesn't mean anyone's asked to see yours.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But everyone feels that they need to share theirs because we've got a platform to do so. And I hate that. So,
0: But what do you think it's done to the modeling industry? Because this is something that Peter was quite outspoken about. Um, And I'd definitely be interested to hear your take on this because... Obviously modeling and social media has kind of birthed the idea of influencers and people that just kind of promote themselves and then sell products through self-taken photos there's very little production value there seems to be very little effort going into a lot of it do you think it's overall is a good thing for modeling or is it a bad thing
1: I think it's horrible for it i think that now that everyone's got the now that everyone's got a selfie camera, everyone thinks that they can be a model and it might sound completely horrible, but no, not everyone is a model and not everyone, yeah, like just not everyone is a model, but people think that they are just because they have access to a camera phone. I, uh, do you
0: know what? I I could not agree more that the, the phrase not everyone is a model could not hammer it any better. I think there's a there's a common phrase, especially with like Californian American culture. It's it's weeping its way into into Britain at the moment, which is this idea that like all girls are queens, all women are queens. Uh, my so my wife, I love so dearly. She's so much of a better person than me. This has nothing to do with putting women down. But I've said to her before, if everyone's a queen, no one's a queen, right? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. If you're going to idolize someone, but everyone is is self-idolizing themselves then nobody's actually better than anybody else and you've defeated the purpose of promoting any any great achievements by by women or by models or by men or by anybody
1: exactly and that's why we we have these great supermodels which were from the 90s and sadly i personally think there haven't been any supermodels since like oh actually no I will take that back until like I don't know I there has been a few but I recently I don't think anyone there's no real supermodels anymore because models have been taken down because everyone's just an Instagram model like anyone with a, a camera phone which we all have now everyone thinks they're a model just because like they're wearing a brand and they've Done a shoot with someone who has a camera. They're like, oh, I'm a model now. And it's like, well, you're not. <laughs> like, I know that kind of sounds horrible, but
0: Well, it feels like the role of of supermodels has been taken over by remotely good looking celebrities with no personality.
1: It has. And you don't get me bloody started. bloody product <laughs> or like bids or something like that that they have just taken over, like, and they, they now. Any girl with an iPhone who does work with like Fashion Over or Princess Polly or some online brand, they they take photos in their clothing and all of a sudden they think they're a model, and it's like that's not what real modeling is. And all you have to do is go to YouTube, type in 90s catwalk, and watch the greats and watch like Cindy Crawford or Adriana Lima or like Elle McPherson or just or like Christy Turlington like Naomi no no Naomi Campbell. Like all you've got to do is just go and watch the old grapes and see what a real model is and watch the way that those models just
0: own it well that's right there's but let's run with that so you're you're at the studio pete is shooting you do i mean you do these live streams i'd like to come back to the live streams in a little bit but what you're seeing with the models what what is it that sets apart a good model from a great model from a bad model from what you're seeing when pete is working all
1: right so what i'm seeing is the ones that are the ones that are actually feeling and the ones that actually know, like. I want to be a model and they're actually, but they're not just like trying to put it on. They're actually feeling something and it's actually like a craft. And that's the thing with modeling is it's a craft. And if you can do that, then that's your talent. Like to be able to sell something. Like there's there's a model that Peter's worked with before. Her name's Shay, and she's absolutely incredible. And when I see her come in, she wants it so bad and she feels things. And you pull a camera up to her, and she knows what she wants and she wants to sell just whatever she's doing. And she feels it. She feels it so hard. Whereas then we see other people come in and they're like, ah. Oh, Am I doing it right? Oh, maybe I'll just put my hand over here, and you can just see. And it's just a feeling. Like some people feel awkward doing it, and some people just feel the full emotion of this is what I want to do.
0: So it's kind of it's like a performance.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think that's the thing that I see with modeling the most. Is it? Yeah, I think yeah. Actually, yeah, you just put it so well. It is a performance, but it's and if you want to relate that to anything else, like it's it's like telling a dancer, like, go on, do this. And anyone can learn the choreography and they can learn it. Like with modeling, they can learn the poses and they can try and make it look good but unless they actually really feel that and really get into it.
0: You end up with an e-commerce model that just has a, a cycle of poses.
1: It w- which is what me and Peter always called the Macarena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: And it is the Macarena. They come in there and they've got their five rehearsed poses and they just keep doing them over and over.
0: That's a really good analogy.
1: You get that. And e-commerce models are good e-commerce which we witnessed last year in China which was really sad I was like one of my really good friends was over at my house um like a few hours ago and I was talking to her about that and even she was like yeah I never even spoke to you about China um I expressed to her how sad it was to see like the modeling industry in China but a lot of it is these beautiful russian models because i don't know what the bloody hell they put in the water in russia but those women oh my god they're so pretty (laughs) like oh my god it's so they're so sunny anyways um they then go to china and they in they don't book models in china anymore based on comp cards which was always the go now in china they send videos of these girls doing the Macarena of them as a video and they cycle through their bunch of poses and that's it. And that's how they get booked, to how many poses they can do in the shortest amount of time. And then these girls get booked for like 12-hour days and all they have to do is get changed into each, every outfit and do that exact same cycle of poses
0: she's like a human conveyor belt of of just pumping out as many photos as as plain and simple as possible with with as little variance and a human emotion
1: yeah like they they don't want anything to do with the face the eyes they just want the poses and if you can do the right amount of poses in the shortest amount of time you'll get booked
0: Right. So I, I want to ask you something that I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you. So if I'm not allowed to answer, if you're not allowed to answer this, then please feel free to tell me the fuck off. But
1: sure, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> a common theme on the live streams, which everybody should go and check out. Um, there's, a, there's a whole back catalogue of them. They're fascinating. A common theme is this expression of breaking the model.
1: <laughs>
0: and there's, there's two things really I want to ask you about breaking the model. If you can, I, I don't want you to give anything away that you don't want to, but just a general explanation of what that means. And also there seems to have been some kind of backlash towards the idea of breaking the model being something of a misogynistic term, I guess.
1: I'm actually so happy you brought this up. So with the misogynistic side of it, which I will get to first, because I feel like I do need to point this out. Um, this was never an issue ever. Peter has used that term since I've known him and I met him 10 years ago. And he's always told me like, I need to break you. I need to break, I need to break this model. I need to break them. And it was never an issue until, as we were saying before, everyone's got social media. Everyone's got an opinion now. And, Now there's these new things of feminazis, which I like to say, which they are, like they like to say they're feminists, but they're feminazis and they just like to attack people. So it was actually never an issue of Peter saying breaking the model until I shared a flyer for the five-day workshop and I didn't even make that flyer. Peter's old assistant did. I just shared the same template that she's been using for years and it had breaking the model. I was hanging out with two of my best girlfriends, and Instagram just broke loose. <laughs> like just some Feminazi saw it and cracked it and then clearly put it on her story because then all of her followers came up for us and was like, "This is disgusting. Like, how dare you say that? And i I called Peter like, He's not a really good texting, messaging person. So I called him and I was like, look, shit's gone hectic. Do you mind if <laughs> I <do> handle it? It <laughs> did. Like Shit just went really hectic. And I was like, do you mind if I handle this? And he was like, I haven't seen any of it, but I trust you. So please, yeah, just handle it. And I did. And I just tried to explain to these women as best as I could that, Breaking the model, like they they seem to have in their heads that breaking was like breaking their spirits and like right. making someone feel so horrible and
0: changing
1: everything about them and like telling them that they're bad and
0: like killing the confidence.
1: Yeah, and I was like, right. that's not what it means. Like Peter is, he's not great with words. I love this man. I I love this man. He's like literally a second father to me. He's just not great with words. (laughs) So him saying breaking the model is saying he's breaking bad habits out of them. So what he's trying to do is tell them, okay, what you're doing is waiting for the click of the camera before you pull a new pose. And if you don't hear that click, you're going to sit there and hold that pose, but you don't know what you look like. You might look like shit. That's why I haven't taken a photo of you. That's why I haven't clicked. I don't want to waste a frame. I grew up on films. Every click is a waste of a frame. So why would I do that? Yeah. Change it. Feel something. Drift. Feel a different emotion. Slightly change it. Because you're sitting there holding something and the longer you hold it, you're looking even worse. And it's getting that through to models that he calls breaking because that's their habit. It's it's their habit of sitting there and holding it that he's trying to get rid of. And I see, God, like every model that comes in, they do that. They just go click, pose, click, pose, click, pose. And that's what breaking the model is, is that they they don't hold. They just continually drift and it's up to the photographer to capture that look. And he wants it to be a lot more of a fluid movement.
0: I mean, I always just took it as, as breaking the model, meaning breaking the cycle. I, I feel like I'm kind of close, but maybe I've missed the mark slightly before I've had the full explanation, but I always felt, It is. It's
1: breaking the cycle. It's breaking the bad habits.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's just a case of, of preventing the photographer from having the same thing that the last person that worked with that model and the next person that works with that model.
1: Precisely. Like that is exactly what it is. It's just getting rid of those bad habits of- and getting something different and getting them to move and getting them to feel and getting something different because, you know, models are so used to and I can vouch for it. Like, I've been to so many photo shoots where it's like, oh, I just worked with such and such. Oh, I'm now about to go to this shoot. Oh, I'll just do my same <laughs> same Macarena. <laughs> I'll just do those <laughs> same same poses again because the last guy liked it. So I'll just do that again and I'm sure they're going to like it. Whereas Peter's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want what the last guy got. I want different
0: photos. I mean, to be honest with you, there's a model over here in in England that I can think of that I've worked with a couple of times, both times very reluctantly, who has got a huge following in the sort of lower end of the community in the sense of, oh my God, you, you know, if you... Basically, only know how to take the lens cap off your camera. You're guaranteed to get good photos because she's she's so robotic and you, you kind of you're guaranteed to get something. But I worked with her once when I was very new. I worked with her again. I was asked to have her on a on a workshop. And I found I personally, that whole weekend was probably my worst weekend in photography. But I actually found the entire shoot to be almost brain dead in the sense of like, there was, there was no emotional connection. There was no communication. It was just, you take pictures when she stops moving and then she goes home and she takes some money. That's like, there's no art to that at all. There's, there's no soul to that whatsoever.
1: Totally. And that's, that's what Peter calls breaking the model. But then <laughs> because he, and sometimes, sometimes he does, He does push a little bit and sometimes I'm a little like Peter, like, I know you're trying to get a good photo, but come on, like this girl is trying her hardest, but it's still like he is always trying to just get them to feel something. Yeah. And and that's that's what it is. It is a really hard thing to teach on workshops because I see models not be able to even feel when it's just her and Peter, let alone we've got a workshop, which is like, well, he we we teach this really hard on the five day, which is limited to ten people. So, could you imagine being a model standing around with a Peter plus ten, so eleven photographers, and you're trying to like feel comfortable? It's tricky. Yeah, but I still. <sighs> I see that and I see them trying and it's a hard thing. It's a really hard thing to let yourself go and to show someone your soul. Like, and that's all Peter's trying to do, but that's what breaking, that's what he means by breaking the model. He means breaking your traditional feelings of going through your Macarena. And unfortunately, people take that the wrong way. And yes, we got attacked. And yes, I attacked people back and I did damage control and- <laughs> And even thankfully, I've got a really good support network of girlfriends and I was hanging out with them at the same time. So two of my best girlfriends jumped on and because they know Peter as well, they jumped on and they attacked them. Well like, who are you? Who are you to sit there and attack this man saying he's breaking people and he's sexist and he's doing the wrong thing? You have taken his words the wrong way.
0: Well, there's two pretty big assumptions when you think about it. Firstly, the assumption that breaking would have a negative connotation despite the multiple ways that you could interpret it. But secondly, the assumption that the word model means women. It's sexist in its assumptions. So the people that are worried that it's sexist are being sexist.
1: Totally. It was was disgusting to me. And for these random ass girls who don't know Peter from a bar of soap... (laughs) to jump on his Instagram and start attacking him. I was like, this is disgusting. And you're attacking someone that you don't know that so even what, what I shared, I was the one who shared the thing saying, come to this workshop. Part of the workshop is we're going to break the model. And then they started attacking Peter saying he's some like sexist old man. I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm his assistant. I shared this. I'm the one who said that. Like he's like, Oh the whole thing upset me so much, especially because Peter is like, he is so for women. Like he's probably more for women than I think us girls are. And that's coming from a female myself. Like, <laughs> I think he's nicer to women than I am to women, <laughs> which I know sounds a bit weird, but like, he is just.
0: Well, you can tell his work is all about confidence in women. It's all about empowering women. It's it's not about like putting women in a vulnerable position it, visually, like the visual literacy of his work is about confidence.
1: It is. It is. It always is and he is just such a polite man and he's always looking after us girls and I think that's why I got so upset about the attack was because I was like you you don't even know this person and the things that you're accusing him of are just so wrong and I can sit here behind a screen, which is, again, why I love social media because everything's behind a screen. But I can sit here behind a screen and tell you that I, I've known him for 10 years. And as I said before, he's like another dad to me. And I know he does not have a cool body in his mind how dare you sit there and assume things because all you've done is gone to Instagram and seen photos of a girl that looks topless and you want to start calling out this shit and being like, Oh, he's sexist. Oh, he's breaking people. Like, I'm like, that shit really bothers me. I don't know if I'm explaining myself right
0: well especially when you guys are doing something so nice I mean the transparency of the live streams and how like there isn't a question that doesn't get answered you guys are showing a shoot in a way that doesn't generally get seen because the people that do BTS stuff is always so polished and it's always cutting out all of the missteps and the mistakes the BTS that you guys produce is live it's, it's raw, it's exactly what is happening on the shoot it shows how you guys deal with problems and it's got you asking and answering questions and Peter answering questions while he's shooting. Uh, To be honest with you, one of the things that frustrates me the most is the fact that I just don't... I've I've followed... I've uh, subscribed to Peter now for a few years and I didn't even realise these were going on until about six months ago, um, which is quite frustrating. Without wanting to kind of awaken the dragon in you here, so to speak, what is it like doing the live streams? Because obviously you have to do quite a lot with controlling the camera setup and and fielding the questions. Is Is it as terrifying as it seems?
1: yeah like it is it's terrifying um but at first at first like I was a little bit scared by it I guess because when I first started working with Peter his previous ex-assistant was leaving and that ended kind of abruptly so she didn't get to teach me a lot of things and her and Peter had done a few lives then I just kind of got I guess thrown in the deep end, for lack of a better term. But Peter was like, I need you to learn this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure, I can I can learn this. And I did. And it wasn't that hard to learn, but because she had struggled with it, I thought it was going to be really difficult. Anyways, I learned it and it's surely not that hard at the end of the day. But the hard part is... If you do watch our live streams, like I've got I've got to read the questions. I've got to operate the camera. I've got to flick between the cameras. I've got to flick between like all of this shit and like it's not easy to do a live stream. Like it's really not. I've got to get the audio right. I've got the cameras right. I've got to make sure that you can see Peter. I've got to make sure like there is a lot of things I have to make sure of, but I think I do a pretty good job of it.
0: Do you think it's a good idea and I'm, this isn't a loaded question I'm, I'm not hiding a I'm not hiding a motive here but do you think it's a good idea for a photographer to be that transparent with their process
1: two hundred percent I think it's amazing the amount of compliments that Peter gets and the amount of people that he speaks to that say like just thank him like he he did a live um, a lot, oh, not Live because it wasn't broadcasted, but like he did, um, he was like a mentoring session with a guy from Canada yesterday where they had a little Skype conference. And um, I asked him prior to the thing, I was like, Can you please just send Peter a link to your website or like send him some photos so he knows what he's talking about? So he did, and like, obviously, Peter charges for that, so like. He'd done that, but I just go and send him his stuff. And he and Peter spoke for an hour about his business model and his website and stuff. And at the end of it, this guy was like, I cannot believe how, you have no secrets. You are so happy to just tell me everything. Yeah. And that is one of Peter's best business models. He's like, I don't have secrets. Like, where is anyone going to get being like, oh, I'm not telling you that. Like, you sound like an asshole. <laughs> Like, And the, the whole way that Peter, Peter's self-taught himself. So he went to enough workshops, he went to enough seminars, but he went to enough of those to realise that, yeah, some people do just keep shit to themselves and it's kind of, Not nice, and he has no secrets, and I don't think that is bad in any sense. Because at the end of the day, Peter can tell you everything he knows about photography, but you don't have his eye. At the end of the day, so (laughs) you may you may know all his secrets. You may know how to light things. May know how to Photoshop things the way that he does. May know all of that, but it's still going to be your thing and not his thing because. God damn, is he fussy. <laughs> 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 Fussiest man ever. And I've got to deal with this. Like even with even with live streaming, like, yeah, jumping back to that, like oh, me and him have some absolute banter. Like I'll finish a live stream and I'll be like, I hope that was okay. And be like, oh, we'll, we'll see. And he goes and he watches it back and he's like, mm, well, I think that this this was too far away. And I'm like, really? Like, really? That was too far away? Like, oh, there's this line. Or oh, you can see this background. And I'm like, really? That annoys you. And then I'll be like, okay, does just this tiny little thing annoy you? He's like, no. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, how can you do that? (laughs) Like, how can you be so fussy about something and then not fussy? I was like, I know it's just catering back banter. I guess that's why we get along.
0: Well, I think you do a brilliant job, the pair of you. I, I definitely enjoy, obviously, seeing Peter work, and I think you do a really good job of, of keeping it flowing and, and especially keeping it informal because I think photography has a, a tendency to become very stuffy and um, you guys make it fun and you learn a lot in the process. So my final question would be, given your history and experience with modelling and currently having the opportunity to watch a fantastic photographer work, do you have any intention of going into photography yourself?
1: I do not, and that is <laughs> that is the question that I get I get asked this constantly, especially on workshops, especially right. on workshops. Everyone's always like, Beck, yeah, can you help me? like, oh like, well, surely, you know about photography, surely you want to be a photographer i I have zero interest. How come? I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> I'm just not. It's like I could turn around to you and say, do you want to be a neurosurgeon?
0: There's a little bit of a difference though. I've barely got an IQ above my shoe size.
1: I just, I literally have no interest in becoming a photographer. But what I am interested in is videography, which yeah is semi-related, but I've, a lot of what I do, like while I am, semi a model to Peter and I have started to work with other photographers I would like if they paid me but some people and that's a whole not story I won't get into that's a little bit of a bitchy comment but I'm just gonna throw in there but um I've really started to get into my videography and I really enjoy that and because of inspire I've decided to really get into my filming I decided to learn about editing I decided to learn about LUTs, which Peter is about to do a tutorial on which I think is really cool even like I just I just posted a stupid video on my own YouTube channel of my boyfriend doing my makeup and I was wearing a really sheer top and Peter taught me how I could put like a mask on my boobs so that you couldn't see my nipples because you could. Um, But things like that, like I find that fascinating. So I'm so much more into video than I am photography. Okay. But I really, really like videography.
0: Now, obviously we've we've taken a few swings here at social media, but and that's been quite fun. But what I always try and do is give the opportunity at the end of these uh, for you to promote anywhere that you want people to find your work or find you or anything you want to promote in general.
1: To be honest, like I don't at, at the moment I am right now, for this day, for this week. And I'm pretty I'm a bit of a crazy person. So <laughs> I change all the time. At the moment, I don't want social media. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. I do I have my Instagram. My Instagram is Beck Pause, or like cat pause. There's many meanings to the pause, but um yes, I have my Instagram. I'm not logged into it at the moment. I do log into it, it's for a very brief amount of time. Um I have my YouTube, which is the same handle, but other than that, I don't know. I'm just I'm a lot happier living my life
0: and people can find you on the live stream of course right
1: they can find me on peter's channel there we go they can find me through that i have my shit through that like i still have account which is just pause. pretty much anything is pause, but i don't like social media I know it's a really deflective answer to your question, but I no, just... No, no,
0: it's, it's, you know what, I've done about 70 odd episodes of the podcast and um, I do keep getting reminded by people of how I seem to have a real disdain for social media uh, in almost every episode. So don't worry about it. It's fine. It fits the theme. Well, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I want to let you crack on with your evening, but thank you so much.
1: Thank you as well. I've been in your